Hi guys and welcome back to Your Pretty for a Podcast. I'm your host this week, Saba. I'm Aman. And I'm Salma. And we're back on YouTube, guys. So subscribe. We're still on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. Um, so this week we're doing a bit of a different episode, I would say. We're, I think, so the term narcissist, I feel like has become a bit of a buzzword in the last few years. Mm. I, was, I think, I feel like it started springing up a lot in 2016. And we started seeing, like noticing this characteristic this personality disorder, if you want to call it that, um, more in people and kind of, I feel like we're going through a wave of everyone kind of trying to counsel themselves, mm. if you want to word it that way, and doing self-therapy and starting to understand different disorders a bit more mm. and starting to diagnose people, if you want to put mm. it that way. Mm. But I think it's been a real clear trait in relationships and people seeing it in the reason for destructive relationships. Um, People have noticed it in mother-daughter type of relationships as well, this this type of personality. Um, And it's just a really interesting, um, it's really interesting character dynamic when you meet someone who has that. Mm. And I think we've all experienced a person who is narcissistic and it's or has narcissistic traits so yeah why i'm laughing why because me and summer i've definitely had a friend <laughs> oh yeah you both <laughs> had gone through the same thing haven't you yeah most the same definitely. but i think as well we're really quick to diagnose people with definitely being narcissistic. Just be like, by the way definitely probably yeah, yeah, yeah. incorrectly yeah oh, no that person must yeah, no no definitely. that person definitely but as um, in like in general sorry to cut you here I'm I'm not like a yeah, yeah, yeah. medical Yeah, we're not medical professionals or anything like that. I just think it's something that's really come up recently a lot. I think with TikTok generation and Instagram and stuff, you see a lot of like sort of counseling and um, self-help and like, oh, this person has these traits. This is narcissism. Mm. This is this, this is that. So people are just more attuned to it. And I think they see those traits really qu- quickly in other people. And it can become like red flags within mm. friendships, relationships, marriages, all that kind of thing. And people can know how to either control those relationships or they leave them because mm. you can't help that person because they're not helping themselves. Mm. So I think it was a it's an interesting kind of topic to just break down and because like we said, we've experienced that personality type before, um, just really understand the traits of it mm. and um, why, I, and I want to discuss as well, if you think it's something that has heightened in recent years mm. and if it's something that has become more common, this personality type. And I, mm. I think also we should make a clear distinction between people who have like a narcissistic disorder, which is like a personality disorder with very high traits of narcissism, or if it's a um, if it's more traits from that and they've taken it, because everyone can have narcissistic tendencies. We all, you know, we live in a capitalist society. It's inevitable, but mm. there's a very clear distinction between the two. Mm. But yeah, I will go into the definition of it and then I want to hear your opinions. And then I want to also discuss there are seven different types of narcissists. And we can, wow. yeah, and we can see who you know. I think once I tell you guys the different types, you can start to place people into those types. And it's very interesting. But then I didn't know there were seven. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Mm. So a narcissistic personality disorder is a mental health personality disorder. 
It is characterized by an individual having long-term pattern of exaggerated feelings of self-importance and an excessive need for admiration. According to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, a person must exhibit at least five of the following characteristics, which are usually present by early adulthood. A grandiose sense of self-importance, exploitation of others, a sense of entitlement, lack of empathy, preoccupation with fantasies of power, brilliance, beauty, ideal love, or unlimited success, the belief that only people who have the same superior traits can understand them, haughty or arrogant attitudes or behaviours. And then the types of narcissists, the classic narcissist, who thrives on admiration and praise from others, they generally believe they are more special or valuable than other people and crave being the centre of attention. The person we know. They don't mind using other people for anything that fits into their goal or agenda and become offended easily if they try to deny them anything that they think they deserve. The seductive narcissist, as the name suggests, a seductive narcissist does whatever they can do to make you feel good about yourself, at least at first. And this is the one we kind of see in relationships when Mm. there's a a clear power dynamic. Mm. They may appear to admire you and may even idolize you, but their main goal is to make you feel that way about them so that you can be used to further their agenda. A seductive narcissist generally wants your admiration and will flatter you to get what they want. Don't be fooled though, when a seductive narcissist no longer needs you to compliment or stroke their ego, they may leave you and move on to a new target. To protect yourself from a seductive narcissist, show appreciation for compliments or kindness, but don't get lost in the moment and forget that every narcissist has an agenda. One way to tell whenever a narcissist is being sincere with you, and they are likely not, is to watch how they treat others. The way a narcissist talks about or treats former co-workers, friends, or even former romantic partners is a good indication of how you will be treated when you are no longer needed. Mm. So you can see that, like I said, mainly in relationships and marriages and stuff, and how that eventually fails, Mm. and it becomes very destructive and toxic. The vulnerable narcissist is not vulnerable. They are, however, very good at playing the vulnerable victim act. A vulnerable narcissist seeks attention by trying to get pity from others. They are very manipulative. Their behavior is often so subtle that it can be difficult to spot the warning signs. The vulnerable narcissist tends to use their ability to manipulate feelings, thoughts, and behaviors of others to help fuel their own ego trip. If a person sees through this narcissist's behavior, he or she will act hurt or offended and will then move on to another unsuspecting target. The covert narcissist. When you think of a covert narcissist, think of a covert or secret military operation. Okay. It is planned, calculated, and generally comes as a surprise. This is exactly how a covert narcissist acts. Covert narcissists often use guilt tripping and emotional manipulation to get what they want. They usually belittle their partners and deprive them of physical or emotional needs until they get what they want. When the covert narcissist does get what he or she wants, he or she will then show affection or buy gifts to gain more control over their partner. They are very good at masking manipulative behavior so that it's not detected by others. They come across as charming and use that charm to seduct and manipulate others. Mm. Again, a very clear one you see in relationships. And I think this is one you also see in boss and employee dynamics as well. Mm, Like the power play. Yeah. 
The grandois narcissist. The narcissist with the grandois personality tends to see himself as more influential and important than anyone else. People with this personality may exaggerate their importance and brag about accomplishments to elicit admiration or envy. A grandois... Am I saying that right? Mm -hmm. A grandois narcissist generally believes that they are destined to do great things. This type of narcissist is very driven and charismatic, often drawing the attention of others, which is what feeds their all-about-me personality. I know, I know someone. The charisma, that that. yep. The charisma with a, with which a grandois narcissist pursues goals may leave others feeling the need to compete for attention. However, this is not recommended. Any time a grandois narcissist is challenged, they will likely increase efforts to be more superior. With that type of narcissist, I feel like you see that very much in influencer culture. Mm. That could be in friendships as well, though. Yeah, mm. but Instagram mm. is very, very like clear with that and you see that in celebrities as well mm. why they get successful yeah because they almost have like this heightened sense um, of being sense of being and just mm. feel as though they're better than everyone else and kind of the description just in the beginning you were just saying like they might over exaggerate their accomplishments mm-hmm. some people lie about what they've done to get ahead because they in their head think that they are destined for whatever they think they're destined for and they will stop at nothing to get that. And I think that that determination, that, that there's one thing to be de- determined and there's another to be a grand always narcissist. So. Yeah. The malignant narcissist. People who are defined as malignant narcissists are incapable of showing any empathy or compassion toward others. They are often called sociopaths or psychopaths. They are very manipulative and often exploit friends, peers and family members for personal and or professional gain. Mm. Malignant narcissists are very controlling of the people in their lives and put forth strong efforts to isolate their victim or target. Malignant narcissists feel rarely feel guilt or remorse, no matter how much pain they cause for others. On the contrary, they are usually driven by the feeling of complete control and may enjoy causing pain for others. Watching people struggle and feel oppressed gives them an opportunity to play the hero and then set a victim up to be hurt again. So an example of this is you see children of divorce like when a couple is divorcing and I'm just going to give an example of the male here they might have no relationship with the child but they will fight for custody just to hurt their partner Hmm. Um, and that is a very kind of clear trait of that Hmm. then you have the vindictive narcissist vindictive may be very well and an understatement If you challenge a person who is a vindictive narcissist, they will do everything they can to destroy you. A vindictive narcissist may gossip about you to your friends and try to break up friendships. They love to play the victim to see to bosses and try to get their targets fired. If you are married to someone who is a vindictive narcissist, don't be surprised if they try to turn your children against you. Unfortunately, vindictive narcissists are very good at hiding their true nature and intention from others. Therefore, if you suspect that there is a vindictive narcissist in your life, try to distance yourself as soon as possible. Damn. Further protecting yourself may be the only recourse you have when dealing with a vindictive narcissist. Save emails, texts, and other communication that can prove the narcissist is harassing you or trying to hurt hurt you. This may seem a bit extreme to some, but once the damage is done by a vindictive narcissist, it's often difficult to undo it. So those are the seven types. It's a lot. That is a lot. And like I was saying before, it's obviously, you know, we see people have certain characteristics that Mm. fall into different places in those types. Mm. Um, 
And it's interesting, like how you can kind of fit people in society straight away mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you feel like over the years, the narcissistic characteristic traits has increased? Mm. 100%. Um, sorry, um, just on the, in the past few years, even without the characteristics increasing, it's kind of like you, what you were saying, like it's been a buzzword for mm. the past few years. So like, you know, if, if you would have told me a year ago, do you know any, any narcissist? I would have said, yeah, my ex. And mm. I just, like you just, he, he's definitely not a narcissist, but like, you, you know, throw you throw that just, word around. Really yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, yeah. um, threw that word around quite mm. a lot. I've, I've called my sister a narcissist in an argument. <laughs> How did you take that? Uh, not well. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> As narcissists do. Oh my I'm God. Joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. She's, um, yeah, so, and incorrectly, because obviously it is a mental ill health term. So we shouldn't throw that around. Yeah. Um, And there's people that, that do suffer from it and it should be taken really seriously because it is a mental health problem and, and, and it should be properly diagnosed and they should get help and therapy from it. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't anymore, but I did used to throw that word around. So but You know, when you say that, it's quite scary because I read this book. I can't remember. I think you read it as well, man. The one with the life traps. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's it called? Um, um, the, it's called Life Traps. The Seven Lives. I gave it, it to number, you. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, we'll find the title. But the, the I remember, person that gave it to me was, is an artist. I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, as she was talking, I was like, I know someone there. I know someone in that category. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Um, but I remember reading it. And this is the scary part, I think, about narcissism in itself is when I was reading it and I was reading all the traps, because I was reading each trap, I'm like, oh my God. Basically, childhood affects you no matter what, even good or negativity. The last chapter said um, it was for narcissism, the narcissists. And they were, it literally said, if you're, you're probably not a narcissist because a narcissist would never pick up this book, mm, right? Yeah, because a narcissist would never go to therapy. Yeah. Mm. They would be making people go to therapy, but they would never realize like mm. they're the problem. Mm. That's what I think is scary about this because they continue their lives like, it's not me, it's the world, it's mm. you, it's whatever. And they never have a moment to self-reflect and be like, no, maybe I'm the problem. And I think- Am I the drama? Am I the villain? I I'm the villain. <laughs> but yeah, no. And I think that's what's scary here because the amount of like, as you were listing them off, like I could, you know, imagine a few people in, in those uh, definitions, mm. but it's scary because I don't think they know that they're like, I think they just think they're like self preserving themselves or like yeah. this is how they're functioning in society so a narcissist is no, notoriously known to be completely against therapy so they won't seek help because they are a victim and the world around them is the problem they're not the problem in their and minds in their minds yeah and so everything is a product of their environment like mm. where they are so you have types where they will probably not be doing that well in their life but it'd be like yep it's the fault of my university for not doing Mm. that you know they'll blame other things they won't sit down and self-reflect self-reflection is a big thing that Mm. they don't have Mm. and um they lack empathy and they lack sympathy as well and those are big things um and you see that very, very clearly in relationships and destructive relationships, whether that be a, a parent-child dynamic or a romantic one, um, or even a friendship. Mm. So it's they they will victimize themselves and they will really think that 
they they're not the issue all the time and it will come at the cost of people around them mm-hmm. and you'll find yourself wanting to save that person that you'll want to rescue them so people are attracted to them because they you know a lot of the time they're the other types that you see will be really successful, wildly successful, mm-hmm. and they'll be really confident and they'll be um, speaking about how great they are and how amazing they are. But it comes from wild insecurity where they have to constantly speak up about themselves and how, how you know, they're doing all these things constantly um, so that they can create that illusion like to you. And then you believe it. But once you start a relationship with that person and you start mm-hmm. getting to know them, you see, you see how destructive it is. Mm. Mm. I remember that literally just triggered something in me because I remember having an argument with someone, and the whole time I was listing all the things they'd done badly to me. I'm like, you did this, you did that, whatnot, and and literally their response was, "But I know I'm a good person. Like I know I'm good. I know I'm a good person because." And I'm but like, "But you're not listening." Can do right. Also, good people don't say can, they're good people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. People around you yeah. should tell you if you're a you're good, a good person. person. Yeah, because surely, like, you're being told, "Here's what you've done. Like, mm-hmm. here's X, Y, Z. This is how you've hurt me." So, Deal regardless of whether you think that you're a good person yeah. or not. But that was their You've argument. Yeah, but their argument was you shouldn't be hurt because I'm a good person and I know I'm a good person. And it was like, no, actually go and self-reflect. But there was not like, it's, like, it's, it's, it's so actually, hard. Actually, no, you're not. Yeah, because it's so hard because I think with narcissists, it's when you clock that they are that and you can understand the way they are. If you don't know how they're going to argue, they'll just like victim blame themselves and they'll throw it on you and you'll be blamed and whatnot. So it's really hard to like be in contact with someone who is a narcissist and not give them that title. So in this sense, you kind of need to throw sometimes the word, the like, be like okay, you're, you have some traits that I'm concerned about. Because if you don't, you get manipulated and then you fall into their trap and then mm. you continue. So it's like a double-edged sword kind of when it comes to yeah. narcissists, I feel like. I, and also like one of the main things for me that I've ever picked up on when, and, and sorry to cut myself, but um, my chain of thought, but like, I feel like the more... I've gone into society and met new people, the more narcissists I've met. But actually mm. growing up, I thought that, oh, I'd never be in contact with a narcissist. Yeah. I never mm-hmm. actually thought that it would be a thing. Like I would actually know a narcissist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it would so be obvious. That's really, really weird to me to, to, to like look back and think that person that was in my life for 10 years actually is was a narcissist. One. But you start to notice the traits of a narcissist when they become an adult. So obviously, oh yeah, so like as a kid, you can't. As, as a, you're not going to have narcissistic children. You might, I mean, they might show the early signs of it, but like a, a child is not going to be narcissistic. It's a product sure. of their environment, how they were raised. I think, I think you can. I think that's, but that's sorry to cut you. Mm. I think that definition is needed for like a sociopath and a psychopath, because sociopath is the social environment you're raised in changes you, versus a psychopath who is born. That way, so there is a difference. There are some people who is just. It a psychopath? I think it's the other way around. Am I American? <laughs> psychopath? Is psychopath no. or psychopath? Psychopath. 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 Yeah, I'm with the mom on this one. Not aftermath or aftermath. 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 You lot are speaking English. You lot are speaking American. <laughs> aftermath. The after- aftermath. Yeah. The aftermath. Not the aftermath. 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 Guys, we're not doing this again. It's definitely not psychopath. 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 What, how do you say say go say path or path? What do you usually say? Do you say go on the path? Okay. Now add psycho at the beginning. 
Okay. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia, you're you're doing an American accent right we now. We need to do a whole different episodes on how on, we on accent, just us grilling each other on how we say different plantain words. or plantain. Plantain. I say plantain. But plant, but the, but the, okay. but then you're gonna say mountain or mountain. That's that's mountain. gonna be your argument. But I said plantain. Yeah, no, I know, but is it like, that's gonna be your argument? I do but because I'm mountain. <laughs> Pasta huh? or pasta? Guys, back on topic. Pasta. You're not American. I say pasta. Is I don't American. say pasta. I say pasta. Pasta's American. Exactly. Pasta's American. Yes, they say pasta. Yeah, but if anything, yeah, American, if, anything, if anything, the same logic, psychopath should be pasta. You should say pasta. Why would it be pasta? Well, why would it be psychopath? <laughs> the Italians say pasta. So we say pasta. pasta. Okay, yeah. Gamboretti. Si. Guys. Sorry. <laughs> Anytime I forgot even what I was saying. <laughs> Psychopath. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Just sorry, Mrs. Psycho <laughs> and Socio. Yeah, I can do both. I'll, I'll say both of them for this episode. Are those, um, isn't, I feel, I thought Psychopath was, um, they are like, it, they can't change. Like it's. No, a, they're like born that way. Like, for example, mm. they literally lack empathy. Yeah. They have no mm. weight. Like, I even, again, on YouTube, just stumble on like a different side. Where they were like psychopaths, paths, um, explaining how they know that they are this way or why they do certain things. And one of them literally you, said, Did you send me this? I think I did. I'm, I send you loads of stuff. So you probably, yeah. Anything I, I find, don't, I'm I don't like, guys, you need to watch this. I know, it's fine. I send so much crap. Don't even worry. I'm not offended. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't anything. if I was Sorry. me. Um, but yeah, so there was a video and these psychopaths explain that. For example, they had to learn how to have like dialogue. So for example, they say when someone would be like, oh, you know, my grandma died, they wouldn't register it as anything. They had to learn to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Can I help with anything? Uh, what can, like, like they, ha- they, they had to learn a script to understand how to look normal in society because they genuinely don't feel any kind of feeling when someone says anything. So they have to train themselves in society to get their way. But because they lack empathy, this is the issue when, when if they're, because they are typically narcissists, is that when things come to like decision-making and like stepping over people, they find it very easy because it's like, well, I'm, I'm out here to protect me. And they think everyone else is doing the same when it's not realistically the case. So they don't, they don't mm. feel guilt. They don't feel empathy. They don't That's feel sad. Scary. So they'll step on people and be like, it is what it is. When realistically, they probably ruined someone's life. But to them, it, you know, it's a means to an end kind of thing. My mum's ex-boss was like that. Oh really? Hundred percent. Yeah, he ruined her. He ruined her. Like he made her so unhappy, and when and she had she had to leave the job that she was in for twenty years, and he basically made her That's take so like redundancy and stuff. But he was awful. Yeah, awful. And he was just like he didn't care that you know single mother. She had two kids. Like did not give a shit. He was just like that's just it. That's just it. Because it's all about him. Because it's all about him. Yeah, and he probably doesn't even feel anything. So I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Correct me if you if you think I'm wrong. But people who own smaller businesses mm. and have more power, I would say, like directly with their employees, have more narcissistic tendencies because they Do have this. Think? I think so because they have this like obsession with power, and you usually see like, <gasps> and you usually see. Um, um, <laughs> I just a aha moment. Is, yeah, because you usually you just see saw me have a um, an epiphany. Yeah, because yeah. um, you usually see that dynamic, and it's very much. It, I mean, they have to act like they have their shit together. 
they have this like very grandoise personality and they try to uh, they're very manipulative I mean I'm talking from personal experience guys, I don't know if you've noticed but um couldn't tell yeah, I, I had the I had a boss who was an absolute man child, and was an like very very clear narcissist. Mm. Would come in, had a massive insecurity about him aging, and he was in his fifties and had been divorced five million times, and was constantly dating very very young women, and um, would come in every single day, look in the mirror. And say, I'm really handsome, aren't I? And I was like, you're my boss. This is a very awkward dynamic. <laughs> um, and then would he was an artist. I'm, I'm saying way too much about him, but I don't care. Um, he was an artist. Well, he called himself an artist. And so he didn't want to do any work that was actually like for the business. And he would get very angry and be like, oh, this isn't meant for me. Uh, life has dealt me really bad cards like I you know I shouldn't be put in this position I'm an artist I'm not a I'm not a corporate person I shouldn't be dealing with contracts and lawyers and stuff and it's like yeah you should like Mm. you've chosen to own a business you need to look after you need to look after this um and he would just be very very angry and always always talk about how life had failed him Mm. played a massive victim mentality everyone around him was wrong everyone was failing him and he was just an artist trying to get by and would treat all of us workers terribly really really badly very exploitative behavior manipulative behavior try to create very manipulative try to create the sense of like family in the work Mm. workplace and would be very um try to be very like loving and kind and everything but it was all very manipulative Mm. um and then would just throw you when he didn't need you and then would come and try and bring you back up and give you all this praise and then throw you scream to the top of his lungs in front of the whole office um, terrible to make a point like mm. so it's that very kind of inflated sense of self um where they it's their world it's their show they're You're living running in it. it we're just living in it no regard for anyone around them mm. um and very very self-obsessed but they mm. can be quite egotistical as well and you he was the first person who i've ever seen who I can very easily say had every single one of those seven traits. Really? Yeah. yeah. He embodied, encapsulated every single. Did one you know of when when you were in that situation? Did you know he was a narcissist? I didn't know. On... I hadn't looked into narcissism then. Okay. So this was mm. when was this? Was this, this your twenty nineteen? This was my first job. So you had no idea what even a manager was meant to look like. I had no idea what manager was meant to look like. Um. I would work in the office till 11 o'clock sometimes. Oh um, God. Just because I was I really... Were you paid? N- not at first. It was an internship. Oh, my God. So I was very exploited at yeah. first. And then after three months, I was paid for one month and I quit. I I literally had to quit. I was like, this is really affecting my mental mm. health. God. He was um, overly friendly with, uh, you know, our like external people that would come in stakeholders and stuff and like different people around the business very very like like he I don't even want to go into it but just very disgusting behavior and it's very clear you see it in like people in Hollywood as well right now Mm. like 
influencers on Instagram, stuff like that. It's this very kind of grandoise personality that mm-hmm. they're trying to give off this perception of themselves where everyone becomes like obsessed with them. They uh, affirm, like being affirmed is really important. Mm-hmm. And criticism is their biggest enemy. They cannot take criticism whatsoever. But that's, that's what's like concerning about this because how do you stop? You can't stop this behavior. You can't, you can't call them out because they'll just be like, no, that's not me. And they mm. won't go to therapy themselves. So like what their parents have to tell them or their family, like how- but even then you're wrong. You're mm. wrong. For, for still even I saying- am, They mm. become the victim and you're the wrong one. And it can get quite dangerous. Like, and yeah, especially when you're up, like, for the fire line, like, you're the one that's going to get hurt. And mm. you see it, you see a lot of relationships with, like, um, so historically, the most common narcissists are men, but that is changing in modern time. So mm. a lot of women are being diagnosed as, uh, as narcissists. And it's mm. clear, it's obvious. I mean, we have such a, obsession with you know how society perceives mm. us and everything that can become very egotistical but also maybe it looks different in women the same way like ADHD yeah. looks different in men and women it could be something like that it could that be as not well. as studied mm. as much yeah which is yeah I mean we know how ADHD is like very very the research for women is like there's no regard for it and also yeah. there's so much so many different types yeah I think the same with autism actually as well the women yeah. with autism is completely different to men yeah yeah because we mask women mask yeah so even with ADHD and with autism you women kind of look at society see how we're treated we're very perceptive of how we look to other people mm. so we learn from a very young age to mask, how to perceive ourselves exactly yeah. to mask ourselves so then it can kind of uh it can just it, people uh, psychologists and doctors and stuff they they don't notice it as much in women and mm. also with adhd you have um the hyperactive kind and the attention deficit kind yeah mm. so women are more attention deficit and men are more hyperactive mm. so that's why it's clearer than them. Mm. Um, I have ADHD, but mine is attention deficit. Mm. So I'm not jumping over the walls crazy. But with kids, you see that more. You see that yeah, with boys. It's more obvious. Mm. Yeah. This is reminding me. So I'm reading this book, which I need to get through. It's amazing so far, but it's very like bittersweet. Like I'm like reading it. And I'm like, God, this is tough. It's called Invisible Women. So mm-hmm. it's about, so this woman, she's brilliant. She's found all the data in the world pretty much. And she's, figured out that women are missing from a big chunk of it because they only analyze or survey men. Mm. So for example, um, there's things in society that we see as normal, but it technically should be accommodating to women. So for example, seatbelts are made for men. They're made mm. on male mannequins, which mm-hmm. actually increases the death of women in car accidents because really? yes, because the seatbelt's not made for your body, it's made for a man's body they, who's wider in, than you. You don't con- take in cons- consideration that we have breasts. No, like, but we're smaller. Like wait, as in, like, as in yeah. the, the, the where it's going to stop you is a lot more dangerous. Where a man will be immediately stopped almost, whereas a woman is more likely to. Really? Yeah. And also aircon in workplaces. Have you ever felt too cold sometimes? Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's on regulated. the male temperature. It's on the male temperature so they can feel normal, but you're going to feel colder because men are like biologically, they radiate more heat than women. So reading this book makes me angry because <laughs> I'm just- Oh my God, please I, give me that book. I definitely will, but it's that's, like- That's really interesting. It is. Yeah. And it's just loads of things, even policies that are made mm. that women aren't even thought of. Because you have to remember, it's like you're com- dealing with a completely different sex. So there's mm. different aspects of this, which is what is making me think about this with the uh, psychopath and the narcissist thing. It's because 
there's not enough research done on women usually ever. And everyone says, oh yeah, like even for example, historic figures, there's not a lot of women who are historic like icons because they're not spoken about. They did exist. Mm. They're just not spoken about because they're not in those data sets. Mm. Um, Because obviously society, they weren't allowed to, you know, be certain careers and yada yada. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's just really interesting when it comes to stuff like this because it's like, hey, there's a whole other gap that there's you're a chunk not, of data not yeah there. you're mm. not considering because you could probably learn more but no one even thought about it so yeah but i'll give you the book it's really interesting it's What's just it hard called? invisible women because it's literally invisible women missing from the data there's like a, a huge i thing. love data i think it's fantastic mm. like it's, yeah. when you get to see trends yeah. and how it's like changed over the years it's it's fascinating because you see <laughs> unfortunately women are always missed out yeah, but it's mm. it's scary though because once I read the seatbelt one, I was just like, like oh, what else actually, is there? We're actually more in danger. Yeah, very much so. And like there was even I think I mean I'm digressing here, but there was like a policy in Sweden which is like a very they they really pride themselves on like being focusing on like female and male, making sure like everything's balanced, especially in the policies. And then um um someone in the part in their parliament must have shouted like, oh now you're gonna tell me like snow plowing is sexist and it turns out it was because they didn't <laughs> they didn't consider who was using the the pavement so when they would think of plowing like the snow in Sweden they would salt the roads because they were like the cars need to get there but they wouldn't do as much on the on the pavements because they didn't think anyone was walking when 80% of the people walking on the pavements were women so mm-hmm. they were the ones who were getting into um in like getting serious injuries going to the hospitals and so on and so forth and then they had to fix the slow snow plowing policy to accommodate women because they never thought about it they just never sat there and said what about women they always just mm. said well here's the data go ahead but if yeah. you for example if you get everyone's average height in the world men and women the average height will probably be around like what 510 59 something like that okay that's a tall person talking okay but guys. bear in mind but bear in mind that's very skewed because women aren't usually five yeah, nine yeah, five, yeah, that's yeah. what i'm saying you've taken now the the male data and now you've skewed it yeah. This is just me and my economics coming through. But like, <laughs> this is what it means. Like there genuinely needs to be a, an understanding mm. there that there is a missing data set. Mm. Yeah. I mean, but I think it is something that is changing. Um, we're noticing it more. Do you feel like as a generation, I mean, you see it on TikTok all the time. Do you feel like we're self-diagnosing our society and us mm. more with like different kind of mental health issues? Definitely. Um, with every, uh, this isn't just exclusive to narcissism either. This is with everything you can, I feel like a lot of people diagnose themselves with things like anxiety, um, a a load of different, a load of different. Do you think it's a good thing? Do I think it's a good thing? Um, no, I don't think it's a good thing that people will go onto Google and think that they can diagnose people because that can either really, play on somebody if, if if they do have certain certain mental ill health problems and then you go ahead and tell them oh I've gone on google and I've, re- I've researched this and this is what you have but then equally um I'm I'm really happy that the conversation is being had and the information is more widely available because I was going through anxiety and I went through therapy and to deal with a lot of things and the way that I was acting um with close personal relationships within work I just I just wasn't I I was quite unhappy with where I was with a few things and Mm -hmm. I had to remove myself and say look 
Amen. Like this isn't this isn't okay. This mm. isn't how you want to move forward with your life. Part of it was to do with COVID and being yeah. in the house more and, and that sort of thing. Um, but certainly I feel like over the past like two years, there's been an increased conversation about it. And the fact that I was able to go and, and speak to a therapist and 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 really kind of go into like my childhood and how I was brought up and and the type of person that I am today and and what I do on a day-to-day basis and and kind of um really understand my actions how they relate to other people and ways to change it and way to and ways to um spot them quickly Mm. um so so that's definitely helped yeah so it is technically technically you're saying it's a good thing. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Do you think overall I think it's a good thing? Two years ago, would you have done that if you had noticed yourself feeling that way? Or do you think how it's kind of being brought up constantly in uh social media and stuff like that, mental it's, health that it pushed you possibly? Uh, it's not that I wouldn't have done that mm. a few years ago, but um part of it is it's not that I wouldn't have done that because I wouldn't have wanted to do that. I just wouldn't have known how. Right. To do that. Okay, More so than, like these were the tools that were given to you. Yeah, it's not like I. It. Yeah, it's not like I, you know, like for example, even within our community, it's still quite a big taboo to like go to therapy. Um, oh my god, you talk about your emotions pretty and, much. It's yeah, like, but about we your don't, emotions. Like I we feel don't like, do it, especially. I feel like men. Within, within our cultures, it's we get very emotional and upset and angry. And very, just very, very emotive about really stupid things. And then when it comes to things that are actually serious, mm-hmm. that you want to discuss, like if you want to discuss your childhood with a parent or you want to discuss... Yeah, they're like... Or, or you want to discuss something real, something like, serious. Huh? Huh? Divorce, you, you want to speak about yeah. stuff like that. Real things, right? Stone cold. No yeah. emotion. We don't speak about things. Or you're Brush not grateful. The then they'll be like, you're, you're ungrateful. Thankful. Or just pray. Mm-hmm. Pray it out. Yeah. yeah. Pray yeah. it out and you'll be healed. Yeah. Or just shush. You break your arm, are you going to sit and pray? Yeah. No, you're yeah. not. You're going to go to a doctor and you're going to get it fixed. Yeah. You're mm. not going to sit and pray about it. But, but this is what I'm saying because that um, A, hasn't been a lot of research and B, because it's not part of our cultures, they don't see the mind as a limb. No, yeah. they don't. Do you know uh, what I mean? Uh, they see and it but, as very controllable. But like, yeah, very controllable. But they still don't see it as a So for example, um, this isn't to do with mental health. This is actually to do with physical impairment. So, um, we like got family friend and uh, one of um the daughters born and raised in Morocco, born uh, uh deaf. Mm. So when she was in the schooling system in Morocco, they just thought that she was a bad kid with like really bad attitudes that didn't want to that didn't want to pay attention in school like a kid that just didn't care a kid that was just dumb that was stupid they would beat her but she literally couldn't they would hear literally, she literally couldn't hear oh. she was deaf yeah that do you know what i mean so no but much. no but that if if they're like that about physical impairments you can imagine only imagine you imagine what you can't see but that yeah i i see what you mean but they they thought that that was a mental impairment do you understand? No, no, they thought she was being they bad. They thought that she was being bad. They thought she was had attitude. Oh they thought God. that she was just a bad kid. Yeah. She couldn't hear. Yeah, you're right. Do you know actually. what I mean? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, um, imagine they that and that is a physical impairment, not mm. being able to hear. Yeah. yeah. So if if you're deaf and back home they just didn't, they just weren't listening just to it. They're like, how can you be deaf? What yeah. do you mean? Look, yeah. at, you were born perfectly normal. What do you mean you're deaf? Yeah. yeah. Impossible. Yeah. But 
when it comes then to imagine trying to approach them about anxiety or depression or depression or about anything like that like so you know i'm sure we all have not i'm sure i know we all have stories of like our um parents and grandparents from back home like in 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 their own countries and my grandma uh, to this day i know there has been stuff that went down that she will never ever utter a word about yeah Mm. and it's really sad so my grandma got married at 11 my God. And then she had her first child at 14 and she had four children um, before my mum and they all passed away. Oh so, God. but was there ever Not a conversation? No. Yeah. When, she, when she got married at 11, um, her husband, she had two um, husbands. Her first husband was in, I think he's like late 20s maybe or early 30s. Mm. She was 11 and she mm. had a child like, like, I don't even think, I think as soon as she um, had her, her first menstrual cycle, they married her, which is very normal, by the way. Yeah, Back yeah. in the day, it was very normal. But she must have gone through so much trauma that yeah. that's would have knew. never been asked. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. How so much? Tough. How much mental stress trauma. Oh, and trauma yeah, yeah. did she have? No one would that have she ever hasn't known. even healed. Like she just suppressed it and never. Yeah, yeah, the next. yeah, my grandma got married at fourteen. Yeah, so, um, most of our yeah. uh, grandparents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It, it was very normal at the time. Yeah, to, to get but no way was it right. Like that. Is no, so absolutely scary. not. But yeah. as in, like, there wasn't even a conversation. Yeah. about no. that. And uh, I know this is um, going into fiction, but there was an episode. I can't remember which season it was. Um, it was for How to Get Away with Murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was Annalise and her mom. Oh my God, yeah. And it was, um, they were talking about... Uh, yeah, we've spoken about season. it before. When her, so, her, her so, uncle, yeah. I think, molested yes, her. Yes, And then... Trigger um, warning. And her mom, um, basically, so she was like, she was she was angry at her mom. Annalise was angry. Mm. She was like, you knew. You didn't tell mm. me. You knew. You didn't tell me. And the mom was like, she never wanted to speak about it. So throughout that whole episode... Annalise was trying to bring it up and her mum was like trying to push it away because it was taboo to talk about. And then at the end of the episode, they had like a real, real cry and it was so incredible scene. And she was like, no, I knew. I knew and which makes and, it worse. And, uh, no, but no, she, but she no, killed but him. She killed him. Ah, okay. The uncle. Yeah, she burnt burnt down the house. She burnt down the house with him in it. Mm. But uh, and she never spoke about it. That reminds me. So that's fiction, right? But I've seen the like non-fiction version. Have you ever watched the real, the no. real daytime? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Jeannie with Mai? Lonnie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, Jeannie Mai, who's like a presenter and she's very like a fashion icon. If you haven't seen her, Sabah. but she has a YouTube channel now where she, oh, she discusses. Yeah, and she's I think it's called Hello Honey or something like that. But she her mom's really funny. Mm. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Her YouTube channel is hilarious. There I actually know yeah, completely no, who you're talking about. She's brilliant. Love yeah, yeah, her. Yeah. And she has a lot of trauma from something similar to what you just said of Annalise. Oh, really? And her mom knew, right? Um, yeah. And she and they literally are on YouTube Like they recorded this Bless them for everyone to see And she, they're literally talking through it And she's like Mum why weren't you there for me Like why didn't wow. you You sit up and be like um, You know say something And she's like oh no I did I went to their, their house And I like I screamed and whatnot And it's like again taboo Because they couldn't talk about it mm. And the, she was carrying this weight Thinking her mum never cared And her mum didn't do anything When realistically her mum was also like Eating herself alive But because it's in, in their culture Similar to ours Just brush under the rug Okay mm. it happened Move on She carried and this All the way into Like her 40s And she wasn't able to Heal properly mm. And it's always 
Okay, actually, no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say it's always women that fall under this, but actually, no, men no, fall under men this. No, men do too. The, the, no, yeah. 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 Sorry, I, right. like, I, I had to mentally check myself. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Suicide rates are higher for, uh, for men. For yeah. men, yeah, no, they are. Oh my God, in our culture, by the way, like men have it even worse than us. They can't talk um, about oh anything. No, 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 no. anything. I, anything. I, I know a very, very distant family friend. Um, their son uh, died by suicide. And till this day, they tell everyone, yeah, he was just walking in a train station. So they don't even want to they deal don't with say it. Because they're, they don't want to speak about mental health. God. Like, this is such an issue, though, because it's like, they're so, it's so present and no one's dealing with it. Like, they just And this, this carry happened on. as well. Um, Sab, I don't know if you remember, but do you remember um, there was that guy that worked where we worked and his family had no idea the one that lived, his family lived in France. So basically, his family had no idea that he was going through depression. I think during COVID, he lost his job. And then it turned out that the person oh, yeah. that, that, uh, that Salma was telling me about somebody that had... Um, they, they got made redundant. Through, yeah. They got made redundant because... So they had worked with this in the same company as us. And then they moved just a position within the company. But because... They was they were they weren't there for longer than six months, and then the pandemic hit. They made him redundant, but he had been with the company overall for like maybe ten years or something like that, maybe mm. a little less than that, but like a long while. Um, yeah, and then he committed suicide, and no one knew. But then coincidentally, so Salma was telling me about this story, and I was like, obviously deeply traumatized. Comes from the same culture as us, so you know, traumatized. And I just thought like that's really sad that he he had to he thought that he that the only way out was to end his own life yeah. but then coincidentally my mum was helping his family that yeah. were in France and I I, I was looking because my mum had to bring some um stuff back to, to give to the family because he had no family here and I was like Salma is this the person and then it was like we were literally in like a menstrual I remember I called Salma and it was me mum and my sister we were in the living room and I literally dropped because it was his ID I dropped his ID and literally we were just all just crying 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 because I couldn't believe because the story that Salma had told me because obviously I didn't know him he worked in our company and that was that but the fact that like that coincidence had happened. Yeah. And I thought... And it was close to I don't even yeah. think you guys knew he took his life. I think you guys were like... My mum didn't know. Yeah, I, had to, neither, I broke the news. And neither did his family. Yeah. And I think still to this day, neither do his family. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot here to like unpack and uh, like deal with. Like, because even for example, with the narcissist argue, the uh, discussion we're having, because we're not allowed to talk about things or we're not allowed to like... Um, analyze things and sit down and be like, okay, I feel like this and you did this and whatnot. I feel like it's a brilliant environment for them mm. because it just breeds into like, well, I can get away with this and I can continue this way. And they don't even clock that they're doing yeah, certain things. Yeah, in our culture, you definitely have narcissists and it doesn't get addressed because it's, you know, the word, if you don't know the word, Ayub, it's like rude, forbidden. Rude. Mm. forbidden. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know how best to descri- describe it, but it's just taboo almost. Yeah. You don't, you but do I, not bring stuff up. I do, I know obviously you said that it's more common um, for men. men to be narcissists. Yeah. And that might be because of the lack of research as well. We don't know. Yeah. But um, I feel like a lot of men in our culture are narcissists. Absolutely. Like massive, because massive it, narcissists. Because the environment breeds them. Because and of also, their relationship with their mothers. And also, also, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> 
Well, cool I have to decide which of my she should have whipped your ass. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, mommy's boys on. Mommy's boys. Yeah, yeah. We, we've had a conversation about Madonna Hall complex before. We should definitely revisit that. Yeah. Um, but uh, with, with men and them being narcissists within our culture, yeah. there's an association with you being like super masculine and knowing what you want and being super assertive. direct and being assertive yeah. and being the man of the house. Yeah, it and- breeds ego. Yeah, exactly. And you can't argue with them. Don't yeah. ever raise your voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Isn't know the men in my family. If they say the sky is purple, green, don't yeah, argue. Th- that's it. That the, the sky is green. Wow. But we literally yeah. also then go yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think I think people can unlearn it. I d- no, not no, in the, so not, this not, not that far narcissist. in life. No, really. Do, you can't cure a narcissist. You actually really. Can't. I mean. Unless they go therapy, but then they realize they're narcissists. There's a there's a mm. man who has narcissistic disorder, and he spoke. He was like, "Do not do it. Do not get in a relationship with a narcissist. Wow. Avoid them. It is destructive." But they're so good at getting Mask people getting into hiding. no, but getting mm. into those relationships because they they play the they play the role. Like you said, like when they're manipulative and they like hurt someone, they buy gifts. For yeah, example. you mm. are enticed by this confidence, and a lot of them love bomb. So you um, love bombing, if you don't know what it is, it's like this. Um, I've never heard of that. Love bombing is like, so let's say you meet someone, you go on a date with them and they're like, just make you feel incredible. They're like, oh, I want to marry you. I want to have kids with you. I want to do this with you. Red flag. Very quickly. <laughs> very, very, well, obviously we know that as a red flag, but a lot of girls don't. Yeah. And they see it like, oh my God, this he knows what he wants. He loves me so much. He'll like very quickly introduce you to his family. He'll give you the, uh, this idea of wanting to marry you and having children with you. And he'll, he'll want to, he'll mm-hmm. call you, uh, you know, every, like just treat you really, really, really well at the beginning. And Almost then. too familiar with you. This is a massive red flag for me. If mm. I am on a date with someone and they're overly familiar with me, already giving me a, a bloody nickname and like saying all kinds of things, mm. I'm like, you're a stranger. Like, Mm, please take mm, a step back. mm, mm, Like, so love bombing is just like extreme, extreme, literal love bombing. And so you get very attached very quickly to that person. And then they use that against you. They use that against you and then it crashes. Yeah. That's happened to me before. That's happened. That was bad. But it happens. I think you notice it. And then I you, didn't notice you, it at the no, time. No, no, no. Now you didn't notice it at the time, oh, but yeah. now you notice it. So yeah, you yeah, see yeah. that as an extreme red flag. Mm, but mm, that's mm, what's mm. scary. It's like when you're in it, you have no idea what you're dealing with. And yeah. it's until hindsight is 2020, you're like, oh yeah. God, that was love bombing or Yeah, it's mm. like this just like extreme promises and this extreme mm. sense of like seeing you very quickly, very early on, and wanting to create this like this perception of over familiarity is the only way I can best describe it. Mm. It's a good when, way to describe it. it makes when sense. it's realistically, I don't know you. Mm. You're a stranger. Mm. So it's like very I, I've noticed with narcissists, there's a lot of like love bombing very early on. Mm. Um I say that I don't think I actually know very many narcissists apart from that ex boss and that girl we knew, but she had traits I wouldn't And another girl. Quite quite a few girls. But again, I wouldn't say they had, like, I see narcissistic disorder. That boss definitely had it. And those girls Mm. might have had major, major traits of those Yeah, I think traits are more common than the actual term, potentially. But but they are able to, some of them are able to maintain relationships. A narcissist, you know, it can be abusive, things like that. Mm. Like, Mm. it's very, that's why I'm like, 
part of me is very happy that there's this conversation and on like TikTok and Instagram and all these stuff where there's these psychologists and therapists constantly talking about these different mental disorders and bringing them out and making them apparent for people because people are well, I just hit the mic. people are educating themselves and that is the best thing you can do and they're more prone to going to therapy and stuff like that but then there is a lot of like self-diagnosing diagnosing other people which can also be a bit of a problem mm. yeah it's true yeah I think that that you know uh what you were saying earlier just about like influences and that sort of thing yeah and just about learning to be a narcissist mm-hmm. um I feel like part of that is like 101 for how to do that because you're just constantly surrounded by that you get paid the more you're validated so you know you almost kind of like you start to justify it because your bank balance is changing Mm. so you're like no no no, this is what I have to do because Mm. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get monetary gain from this yeah so no it's a job Mm. No, this is what I'm so, and then that sense of entitlement yeah. almost becomes like a Breeds personality trait. Absolutely, yeah. And and I, trust me, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, like so. I was uh, listening to something the other day. It was like a TED talk, and it was like, if you want to be a good business owner, mm. if you want to be successful, start having more traits of narcissists. Genuinely, like this person was actually saying that because you will be more successful. You elevate yeah, you yourself. Yeah. You blow your own self up. What, flipping, you, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein. Like he manipulated his way up a hierarchy. Oh God, he's absolutely an artist. Do you know what I mean? Like he blagged his way in every interview mm-hmm. and is like, this is who I am. You want me. And they all fell for it. Yeah. And then he was the worst person. Mm-hmm. But then, but uh, so interestingly, back in the day, they would probably think, wow. Like you're just a go-getter, you're yeah. determined, you're a, boss. You're, you're, a, you're a boss, you're a this, you're a that. And and I can think of quite a few TV shows where they glamorize that mm. as well. Oh my God, biggest, most famous narcissist, Donald Trump. Oh, oh my absolutely. God, yeah. My around, God, the president! Everyone around him is wrong. All his failed businesses is society's fault. Massive racist, massive misogynist, massive... Yeah. Can't handle criticism. Everyone yeah. is the problem. He is not the problem. Yeah. World's biggest narcissist. If you have any confusion, if you Trump, Trump. the definition is there. Yeah. Honestly, but yeah, the, like you were saying, with the having the traits to go up the ladder again, I think that only works for men because I feel like I don't know. Yeah, but that's to do with um, society. Yeah. As well. so, no, yeah. But, you, as women, we we can't. So it. Interesting. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you. No, go ahead. Interestingly, with narcissism, you can be a narcissist and be a man and it work in your favour. Right, that's what I'm thinking. That's exactly what she's saying. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like with women, it it doesn't work because they'll just be like, oh, she's terrible. You don't want her in charge, that kind of thing. Mm. You say that, but a lot of the time they come across as charming at first Mm. and very confident women. Oh. Very confident, very like even the person we know. If you think back on her, mm. right? When you first meet her, she's fun, bubbly, confident. Mm. You want to be around her. She has like the energy. She everyone's the attracted vibes. to her at first. Everyone wants to be around her. All of that. But once you really get into it, you're like this person is deeply insecure, mm. and they're they're bringing themselves to this certain level. And they're trying to show themselves to society in a certain way. And it's manipulative. Mm. And it's destructive. And then you see them, they 
they're very good at beginnings of things, but not good in the long term. Mm. That's what I've noticed with women. It's definitely exactly as you said that in the beginning, great. beginnings and, and are I fantastic. Guess, and I guess we were young. Right. Oh, we were in school, yeah. so no, that, but that, that can happen to anyone as well. Mm, yeah. But but I feel like it 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 was something that was like a long time and you coming. always feel bad and you always want to help that person mm. we yeah, always would discuss like are we the are we being horrible by yeah. not helping this person but then also we were always made to feel really guilty about mm. certain things we were mm. always made to feel like even down to like if i cancelled mm. if i cancelled a plan like but because i had to do something or like let's say even i remember one time someone was ill Saba didn't even want to cancel because she was I feel like I'm always Ill. I'm currently <laughs> <laughs> no, but as in like, do you know what I mean? Like that's like, so bad that you feel like you yeah, have like to. no, yeah, but yeah. we felt we felt like for so many things we were like we were forced. You know that exactly reminds me of my man one of my managers I had when really? I was in retail. Yeah, I remember no one could call in sick because she would just be like, then you don't care, and she would come in on her days off, like she would come in seven days a week. And prove. then play victim, right? Yeah, 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 the whole time. The whole time. She's like, I'm so sick. <laughs> and then just yeah. like, I'm like, you're making us sick. And she didn't care. I mean, this is pre-pandemic, obviously, when no one cared about sickness and whatnot. But like the guilt trip when you try to call and be like, I'm genuinely dying here. And they're like, well, then you're a terrible person. Screw yeah. you kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That is bad as a friend. That yeah. is so sad. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It's just, yeah. You know, there wasn't that. We weren't allowed to be autonomous. We weren't allowed to... It's almost like robots. Robots and like it was almost like flipping army camp. Like mm. all the soldiers were in line and we were all like in line and we were all bear in mind, we are all like our friendship group, we are all very opinionated. Mm. We're very strong. Mm. We you know, all of us. So the fact that And it wasn't I like can't explain that it. person led the group. But it was At just all. a very If anything, the opposite. It was a very but, like authoritative, like this is how things go. And we wouldn't question it. We, in fact, mm. we would feel guilty. And I don't know, like, I don't know something why, like yeah. that would see, never fly now in Iman's friendships or in my friendships. Yeah. And so it's, but is that because we're adults? We're now, adults. That's now. why, yeah. And I don't know how how that person has grown now. Maybe maybe they just possess traits and they're not actually a narcissist anymore and they've realized their, you know, problems. Mm, I'd like whatnot. to hope so. I, I really do hope so. I wish them the best. But it is very interesting kind of looking back on your relationships and you're like, wow, I was really manipulated and I didn't mm, understand what I was being. 100%. And me and Saba would like have conversations and... We just wouldn't understand. Like, there was no empathy. And like me and her would have conversations. We'd be like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Or, oh, I really don't want to do this. But, but I don't we know would what go. to say. But we would go. We would mm. both go. Like we would both have each other's backs. But we would still like felt both. Compliant. Yeah, like we'll, we'll be out somewhere with that person. And, and we wouldn't uh, know why. And I'd be looking at Saba and she'd be looking at me. Do you know what mm. I mean? And we'd be like, oh. But, but we just didn't know. To the point where it just had to be, this is cut, done. I can't do this anymore. Mm. And it was just like ripping off a band-aid. To end on this episode, if you do feel like you are experience, experiencing someone who is a narcissist, whether that be in a relation, whatever type of relationship, at whatever capacity, research how to deal with them. And a lot of the time, it, it might mean that you have to end that relationship if that person yeah. is not getting Walk help. away for your benefit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, on that note... <laughs> Thank you guys. Thank Thanks, you guys. Boys. Thanks. And see you soon. Bye.